Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is a podcast short, just like apparently YouTube has uh, shorts. Uh, I guess we're going to have a short. And the reason I'm doing this is because I did my first foray in TikTok. I um, had a little uh, trepidation on second thoughts. And I wasn't sure I was going to do it, but it tends to reach people. And that's what I want to do is reach people. And if I don't think it's right, I won't do any more. But the first one blew up. I did it on buprenorphine and I went over 20,000 in a matter of hours. I don't know how that happens. But then after 24 hours, it just stopped. So there's some kind of algorithm there. And I did... Another one on uh, low back pain, kind of why you're hurt, and another one on ketamine. They're all pretty short. They told me when they're recording these, and there's a story behind that, uh, that they're supposed to be about a minute or two. Well, comments are to be left, and one of the comments was it was too short. I'm just trying to follow the rules. So, yeah, I'm jam-packing a lot in there, and we talk fast, and we're animated. But that's the way it goes. Some people misinterpreted that, and I got slammed in the comments on delivery. But that's me, and that's what it's going to be. So let me clarify a few things on buprenorphine. And the reason I want to is this is social media. I have to be very careful with this because it is information it is not medical advice i want everybody to understand this that what we get here is good stuff but it's information for you you're going to take it with you and you're going to digest it if you're going to ask questions do it with a healthcare provider so let's let's look at some of those questions i i stopped the comments uh actually i didn't do it one of my associates did uh after a bit because there were just too many and i want to do an entire mini course on buprenorphine and i really want to get out to dr joe cabaret stuff because he's so good on it he's a pain and addiction doctor in california and he really knows buprenorphine i talked with a panel uh in uh, Washington, D.C. recently at the ACEP annual meeting on medication-assisted treatment. And, yeah, buprenorphine is really important for medication-assisted treatment, but that's not the only thing it does. So that's the first comments. The first comments was, this thing is for addiction. It doesn't do anything for pain. Well, actually, it does. And it's uh, it's been approved by the FDA at the microgram dosing, the Butrans, that's a, a trade name for a patch uh, for 24-hour uh, administration of moderate to severe pain. That's the indication. And the uh, uh, others that are either uh, injectable or uh, by buckle or uh, oral uh, preparation for pain control. I think it's one of the best medications out there for pain control. It's really good. And it's also used for addiction. That's in the milligram strength. So that's much, much more uh, drug given to you. Microgram is a fraction of a milligram. And I'm not going to get bogged down with that. And that'll be probably a um, course somehow. I I'll put something together for us all. So go to paininformation.com. Take a look at everything. I've got a 
uh, portal that you can talk to me a little bit about it, and I, I read them all. I like the suggestions. Please keep them coming. So to get back to the first concern is, yes, it is a pain medication. It's a very, very good one. And yes, it's used for addiction. Some folks are very concerned that it causes dental decay and it causes oral erosion, and it might. I mean, it, it depends on how you take it. The delivery system may do that. A few people were uh, pretty vociferous about the fact that there's going to be class action suits and lawyers are looking at it and that sort of thing. You know, I'm not going to I'm not going to have a dog in that fight. It's a very good medication. If you have a side effect from medication, let's try a different route or a different medication. So the next thing was pregnancy. Well, the American Society of Addiction Medicine has had panel discussions and they've looked at this for years and particularly in naloxone, because the addiction form of buprenorphine, which is called Suboxone, uh, it has naloxone in it, and naloxone is a reversal agent for opioids. Now, this is how it works, because one of the other comments was that naloxone doesn't do anything, it doesn't work. Well, it does. Uh, One of the problems with buprenorphine is it is, um, like any other opioid, potentially abused, misused, or diverted. It's one of the top drugs for diversion. People don't have awareness on that, but it's in the top five. And, you know, if you snort the drug and it's got naloxone in it or you inject it, that's when the naloxone becomes active to reverse the effects of buprenorphine. What's an naloxone? Well, I, that's a whole other story. I can tell you, I started using that drug years and years ago in its earliest applications. In another life, I was a paramedic for the city and county of Denver. I was a field instructor, and we got naloxone on the ambulances, and it was uh, it was a pretty stunning drug. We'd give it, and these people that were heroin overdoses on a very different kind of heroin, uh, than is available now, just come up swinging because it just threw them into automatic reversal. And <clears throat> so that's induction of reversal. And that's something that we'll talk about and we'll be um, going into the deep dive on that. But not right now. I, I think the point to understand is naloxone is in there for safety. And yes, it does work. And the, Others said it makes my stomach hurt or it gives me a headache. I don't know. Uh, If you go to the PDR, like I've said before, most drugs in the PDR have headache. Most drugs in the PDR, nausea and vomiting. It's just reported side effects. Talk it over with your healthcare professional. But the point is, I have not really seen it. I think it's a really good combination and naloxone and buprenorphine are fantastic in medication-assisted treatment. The next comment that I think is pretty telling is that you're just substituting one drug for another. No, you're not. This is a fantastic option for us. Buprenorphine is very tightly bound to the mu opioid receptor. That's one of the receptors that induces euphoria, little pinpoint pupils, and it 
it can cause a problem with respiratory depression in the midbrain. And um, <clears throat> the point with buprenorphine is it's pretty safe because it doesn't have a dose-dependent problem like a pure mu opioid analgesic. What that means is you give a morphine-like drug, an oxycodone, hydrocodone, it just keeps going up. It just keeps going up, and it keeps going up. Whereas buprenorphine flattens out. It goes up for a while, then flattens out. And it had tightly bound the mu opioid receptors. So if you use alternative opioids, um, who knows? I'm not going to say there's protection there. I'm not going to say that, but... Uh, you know, it's just something there. It might be there. So why does that happen? Well, it's because this drug has both a mu effect and another effect on the KOR, on the kappa opioid receptor. Kappa opioid receptor, what is that? Well, it's it's an important receptor because it's like the mu opioid receptor. What do you mean? Well, it has characteristics at the cellular level that react and afford uh, a response. And it has to do with activating G protein on the receptor, transcription through mRNA, blah, blah, blah. But the point is this. It has an effect. And actually, you know how side effects are not always bad? Actually, the kappa opioid receptor or the kappa effect may have um, kind of a use with what? Addiction. And it may decrease uh, opioid cravings, maybe alcohol, etc. Still in the question marks, and I'm not going to say it does or doesn't, but there's promise there. So, okay, we go back to Golly, don't get pregnant because this drug is so bad. Well, as we know from the American Society of Addiction Medicine and others, um, that buprenorphine is a good drug. And as opposed to like methadone, you know, methadone, if you are taking methadone, that doesn't necessarily mean that you should abruptly stop if you're pregnant, especially in the first trimester, you could have a spontaneous abortion and such. You really got to stay tight with your uh, OB-GYN folks. Um, GYN, OB, um, obstetric is what I mean. And, you know, buprenorphine may have less of the withdrawal effect called abstinence syndrome in the little one, when the little one comes out, the infant. And it may be less days of, you know, watching the infant at the hospital or at home or wherever it's done. Uh, And it it may be uh, more desirable, but that again, talk to your obstetrician, talk to your addiction specialist. Can you use these during pregnancy? Well, can, but that's a discussion for uh, your health care provider. Don't do anything on your own. Please, please, please talk to a health care provider before you abruptly start or abruptly stop 
anything if you're pregnant. Think you're pregnant, childbearing age, I mean, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, I want to make that point very clear. Talk to your healthcare professional. All right, another one of the questions. Oh my gosh, you can't have surgery. Well, you can have surgery. Uh, this is a real good drug post-op. Um, I don't even stop it for intra-op anymore unless the surgeon wants it stopped. We wean him off. We put him on a, a regular opioid agonist like uh, uh, morphine-like drug or oxycodone, hydrocodone. Because remember, buprenorphine is a mixed opioid drug. It has that flat curve. And so people are all wondered, well, you can't have it. It's just going to be in the way of post-operative pain control. Actually, intra-op or in the operation and post-operatively, we can manage and we can uh, we can go ahead with surgery. You're all right. We can work around that stuff. Um, so health care professional. That's who you talk to. If you're going to have surgery and you're on buprenorphine, suboxone, let them know. Other names, sublocade, the long-acting 30-day buprenorphine, or subutex, the one without the naloxone. Talk to folks. I mean, this is open communication, and there are certain concerns about those being treated for addiction. So if you have an addictionologist, that's great, but they aren't always easily obtainable. Henceforth, um, the um, <clears throat> Health and Human Services folks have made uh, the uh, uh, folks that are at the NP, nurse practitioner and PA level, or the extenders, we call them sometimes to the medical doctor, doctor of osteopathy, um, able to prescribe this drug, which is a good thing. It's availability. This drug is a very, very good thing. All right. So another, another one of the questions slash comments was, um, there is no fentanyl crisis. What are you talking about fentanyl crisis? It's not there. Well, uh, the Texas governor, Abbott, it was uh, recently uh, quoted that since uh, 2021, um, 380 million lethal doses have been seized. And that's from the office of the governor. Uh, lethal doses of fentanyl. It's everywhere. I know it's everywhere. Uh, I've had, unfortunately had family members, patients, and the like. I think we're all touched by addiction. Um, <clears throat> you know, a trunk full of this drug can kill. I mean, it can kill a state, uh, especially when you talk about these very potent drugs. Carfentanil is one of them, whereas you have fentanyl, but you have carfentanil that's 100 times more potent than um, the standard fentanyl and uh, fentanyl is 175 to 100 times more potent than morphine so you're getting hit all right there's some other drugs on the street you need to know about flax uh, that's kind of like bath salts it can cause psychosis and the like um, uh, 
And there is this really bad drug called xylazine, and it's xylazine, and it's a veterinary drug. Um, and that's fine. It's a veterinary drug. I, I don't have an issue with that, just like ketamine was. But it is not something you want to be buying on the street or from your buddy. It's not reversible with Narcan that I am aware of. And so you got to be really careful with that. Fenibut, um, it's like a benzodiazepine and another drug called ISO. That's isotonetazine. And it's really potent. It's more potent than um, uh, fentanyl. So you got to know about that one, too. Uh, they're out there in the street. They're becoming more available, and they're poison. They're absolutely poison. So um, over the past year, year and a half, uh, fentanyl deaths in Texas, according to the government, are up, or the governor of uh, Texas, are up 500%. 2,000 deaths last year. That's, to me, a crisis. So think how many 747s have crashed uh, to get to 2,000. It's close to what the Twin Towers was all about. Yes, there is a crisis. Fentanyl, bad drug. Street drugs, you don't know what you're getting. You don't know what the potency is. You don't know what the milligram is per per. Uh, dosing, and I can tell you about an individual that I'm aware of that uh, bought some marijuana and said, that's not right. That's he had brain talking. That's not right. Well, it wasn't right. It was laced with fentanyl and was unconscious in a parking lot. Thank God resuscitated. Um, you don't know what you're getting out there. All right. So when we talk about Pills, you know, they look just like oxycodone, uh, hydrocodone, and the like, because they can be stamped. It's easy to stamp them. So one pill can kill. You get a little carfentanil in one of these pills, it's over. I mean, I have personally given eight vials of Narcan to somebody, uh, and they didn't want to wake up and remember. And I said in another. Um, I think it was a podcast. I said that um, Narcan um, decreases the opioid availability. Well, it does to a certain degree if it's given right because it allows the uh, opioid to be metabolized a little while it's working. But Narcan only works about 20 minutes or so. So people re-narcotize. They get the drug built back up in them so they can get real sleepy and uh, in crisis again, so even though you've resuscitated them, um, it's not a matter of giving some Narcan in the street and then watching them walk away. It's a matter of getting them to the hospital. Nine one one. Don't mess around with that stuff. Well, you don't know what they've got. <clears throat> if it's carfentanil or xylazine, uh, which was with the fentanyl, you got to get them to the hospital. You know, ISA, ISO, they've got to go. Um, and they've got to be supported at a hospital level. Okay. Um, 
Remember this. Uh, there's distribution everywhere. It's not border states. It's not one country. And it, the way this stuff is working is it's distributed everywhere. It's easy to get places. Like I said, you know, quite a few thousand doses can be placed in a car door. And if it's if it's car fentanyl, I mean, the size of a uh, grain of uh, rice can be a enormous problem, potentially life threatening. Talk everything over with your healthcare professional. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It, it, will I ever do another TikTok again? I don't know. But the, the point is this: if I can make a difference, I'll do it. And I'm going to look for you to continue to check out paininformation.com. Um, I put in the pain scale 1 to 10 on a website 12345678910.com go there it kind of explains how you can communicate what 1 through 10 is everybody seems to have a lot of question marks about that and I hope I clarify a little there uh, medical information uh, talk everything over with the healthcare provider make sure they're qualified and um, I'm going to talk to you soon this is this is a huge subject as you can tell um it's uh, something you want to talk over with not only your friends, but uh, you got kids. Talk it over with your kids. You know, that party pill is not a party pill anymore. It's potentially life-threatening. Other than that, all right, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's a time to be cautious, but it's also a time to... Uh, embrace life and enjoy it, and I hope you do. Let me help you how I can at Paint Information. Thanks.